My name is Robbie Madison, and I am a friend of the pastor with no answers. But I actually think he has quite a few good answers uh, in him. So actually, I think... Thank you. Thank you. All right. Welcome to a mini episode of Pastor With No Answers, where I get to do what I want. And today I want to sit down with a friend, someone I see almost every day, someone whose smile makes me smile, and just an all-around good buddy, Robbie Madison, who is one unbelievable musician, singer, I mean, youth pastor, worship leader, husband. I think he may be even an angel. I'll find out soon. Uh, He won't tell me one way or the other. Like he won't give me a solid, straightforward answer. So we talk uh, a good bit about his new music and his interaction with the New England Patriots. But anyway, before we get started, I wanted you to I wanted to point you in the direction of RobbieMadison.com. So if you want to go on there and check it out and see his Colgate smile and hear about his music projects and even support it or contact him asking him any questions, by all means, go to RobbieMadison.com and reach out to him. Peace out. All right, so we've been pretty much hanging out all day. And Priscilla tells me I get in like a mode. So am I talking differently, Robbie? <laughs> Welcome to Pastor with No Answers. <laughs> am I talking differently all of a sudden? Oh yeah. Have I been talking to you this way all day? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It's okay. At least I I hear your podcast voice. There you go. Very, very often. So there you go. So sitting here with a friend, Robbie Madison, we've now worked together, I guess coming up on two years, and yeah. it's neat because we're really good friends, Yeah, it's working with a friend, and uh, you got to work here when Toby was here too, how was was that? Did you lose sleep? I mean, <laughs> did you get migraines? Or <laughs> how, no. Seriously, you guys are both very gifted in, in different ways, how, how was that kind of merging y'all's abilities? And, and it was great worship on um, Sundays. For me, it was really great because Toby and I met in a couple writing sessions um, where we met with some some worship leaders and and um, and we just tried to get together for a couple hours to write songs together. So yeah. he was just like somebody who I had heard about, and then now it's like, oh, now I've worked with him, and then I came on staff with him, and so um, so that was great because he was kind of the one familiar face that I knew on staff. Yeah, and um, then hearing the kind of music that he did with Emery and stuff was really intriguing to me. Kept trying to get him to scream on Sunday mornings, yeah. but he told me he wouldn't do it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, he uh, he is he is something else. I, I remember when we were when we were discussing hiring you. I mean, he, he, we we seriously had conversations that sounded kind of like this. He was like, "Dude, I mean, I think he's." kind of perfect like, oh my like he, he may be a perfect human being <laughs> he's just so nice he's a great leader and it was, it was crazy um so if i if like obviously you know I, i'm trying to put my mind somewhere that's not robbie and joey friends right now because i see you through those lenses but there's no way of getting around you are kind of uh, a big deal that nobody that a lot of people don't know about yet. 
You just are, man. You go to the New England Patriots to lead worship services. Yeah. I mean, holy cow, that's like a really big deal. Yeah. And you don't care yeah. anything about football. Nope. I mean, you just don't even care. I watch the Patriots every now and then now. but. <laughs> and my favorite question to ask, does Tom Brady ever show up for your oh. worship? <laughs> No uh, comment. I no believe comment. It's in. <laughs> how, how'd you uh, tell people how you made that connection with the Patriots? Yeah. So I actually um, I have a friend that I went to college with, and we did campus ministry together about 14 years ago. Yeah. And then after I graduated, um, we we kind of ended up doing uh, ministry in the same city, and he worked with the Gamecock athletes. Um, and so he recruited me to be his worship leader with a yeah. lot of his outreach to to athletes and of course he knew he knows my heart as a worship leader he also knows that I don't know a lot about sports or athletes so yeah. it, was, it it was more about getting them um to connect with God yeah. so I I um I started working with him with uh, the the Gamecocks and I remember the first day I was um next to Dylan Thompson and and I looked at him and I said so uh do you play a sport <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I play football. I was like, oh, awesome. What position are you? He was like, mm, the quarterback. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I probably should have known that. Huh? And he was like, no, it's it's not important. And, and uh, so so we did uh, Gamecock Bible studies once a week for about three, three and a half bad, years. That's too bad, man. That's too bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so. Um, I mean, I would be totally fine if you gave them a false gospel. And oh, they all, man. They all just, <laughs> Yeah, it was it was awesome. So I'm, he moved on to the Patriots. Well, he actually was with the Patriots then too. He's been with them about six years. So he would fly up to Boston every weekend and yeah. be in Columbia during the week, Monday through Friday. Yeah. And so about three years ago, um, he said that the Patriots wanted uh, to try having worship. So um, he asked me to. He was that like, was Belichick that made that decision, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. No, I'll tell you I, that was not his decision. <laughs> now there, I will say, like there, there are quite a few uh, coaches that do come. Yeah, that's cool. To the worship meetings, um, I don't think Belichick was there, but like I said, I'm not the person to ask. Yeah. Oh, I would love to see him praise, boy. I'd love to see him get his praise on. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like. It was really quick. He was like, "Can you can you come up?" I was like, "Yeah, just let me know when." He's like, "All right, next week." Gee. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> and they, f they there was one, t or do they always fly you out on a private jet? No. So what the way that happened? <laughs> the way that happened was because I'm a worship leader and I have to be back on Sundays. Yeah. A lot of times there's not any flights on Saturday night, so they were like, "Well, we'll just fly you on the private jet <laughs> and get you up there and back." And so uh, we went up one time on the jet, and it was amazing it was like the 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 funnest flight experience i've ever had so yeah yeah, yeah. that's cool so uh, so all joking aside i mean and and if i i won't make you speak for yourself so i'll just say you know a lot of our listeners know i'm big into music and uh, a lot of people respect toby and what he's done so i mean both of us acknowledge your talent ability and I mean, you really do have a gift. Like, I would imagine, it, do you ever feel, and not in any sort of arrogance or anything like that, but do you ever feel like, I could, I mean, 
if a lot of people heard me, I could be really good and, uh, mm. you know, maybe have opportunities to open up for, you know what I'm saying? Like, do you yeah. have, does your, does your mind ever go there? Like I can do some stuff that these famous people are doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think like ever since I was a kid, I had dreams of, you know, performing all over the world and performing with, um, the names that are kind of the great names right. out there and, and whatnot. And so, um, I never was a showy person. Right. Um, I actually was very shy growing up. Um, but when I went to college, I actually majored in performance there. And so, um, and I went to a performing arts school growing up too. So um, there were definitely those thoughts that at some point something would happen, um, you know, like a discovery or, or yeah. whatever that would put me in front of uh, people to do that. And so I've always just kind of worked on my craft because I know that, that it was a talent that the Lord gave me and I really enjoyed like the intricate parts of it, yeah. um, the inter- you know, harmony and control and all that stuff. And so, um, I always kind of thought that it would end that way, but like, honestly, there's there, I, in, in my story of, um, my music career, there's been a lot of closed doors, I would right. say. So even now, um, whenever I perform around people, I, I, I get it a lot. I get a lot of people that say, Oh man, you need to be on a bigger stage yeah. or, yeah. or whatever. And you know, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm partially chilling where I'm at, right. but then also at the same time, like, um, just trying to network and connect with other people too, Yeah, you know, just so I can keep creating. So closed doors, that would be Broadway, American yeah. Idol, and like uh, America's Got Talent and stuff yeah. like that. And some of like American Idol, it was, I mean, maybe they didn't come right out and say this, but it's almost like your voice is too good. We're not looking for music yeah. majors. And, yeah. and that's, yeah. that's frustrating, I guess, as a, as a consumer of entertainment, like why wouldn't you just, it seems like you, you advertise yourself as a show that picks the best. Just pick, right. just pick the best. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. America would fall in love with you, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how, how did they articulate that? Or, or do they even offer you an explanation? They don't. They, they don't. don't. Yeah. Like um, most auditions are very quick. They're th- um, 30 to 45 seconds yeah. at a time. Um, I've literally gone to many auditions. Like my first, um, I've auditioned for The Voice two or three times. Yeah. Uh, most people don't even know that um, because I go up, like there, there's no guarantee there. You know, you go up, you're in a room with 10 people. They call your name. You get 30 seconds. And um, then at the end of it, um, they they just choose one or two names out of that group to move on to the next round. Every single time that I've auditioned for either The Voice or um, America's Got Talent or whatever, all the contestants are cheering for me. <laughs> the ones that Gosh. are competing against me, they're literally cheering while I'm singing. And I, I've never gotten past the first round. Uh. So, you know, it's it's weird. Um, it's it's very strange because I, I have been performing right. my whole life. Like, right. I, I have a degree in performance, so I, I know what a lot of people right. are looking for too right. so i even know the flash stuff right. you know that people do on the on the shows and stuff you know so it's it's kind of strange but. and i've and i've learned from you that broadway they only call if it's a yes they don't even call oh it yeah a no. oh yeah you'll be waiting for months Those bastards. Those, <laughs> that is that is tough man i mean yeah. that's like you don't do that with job interviews right. i mean you are called yeah. and you're told hey you did not get this yep. job so you just, I mean, like six months goes by and you just have to assume. <laughs> Gosh, that is just crazy. Wow. Yeah. All right. So tell us about this song that we're going to let everybody hear and how in the world did you get hooked up? Well, t- tell us about the hookup. It's crazy. Yeah. So I wrote a song six or seven years ago 
um it was just a for me, it was just a simple melody that came to me, and it was um, based off of a psalm series. It was the, a few verses from Psalm 23, and the song is actually called Psalm 23. Um, I, I wrote it just on piano. I heard lots of other instruments in my head uh, when I went to record it, but it just took me it took me a little while to gain the resources and the musicians and the producer and all that stuff together. But this past year, um, I actually like all those three elements kind of came together to where I could um, open it up. And there's been a producer that's been wanting to work with me for a couple of years. So I thought this would be a really great opportunity for a collaboration. Yeah. And um, he actually worked in Nashville for a, a long time. So he's very well connected and he's worked with a lot of artists. And so when I presented it to him, um, I said, you know, I want this song to be more so uh, done on natural instruments. Like, I was like, you know, I'm not really picky about a lot of stuff, but I, I need a grand piano. And, yeah. I, like, you know, yeah. and, so, and I was like, and I need, you know, um, percussion and, you know, uh, acoustic guitars. I would love to have a violin. I would love to have a cellist, you know, yeah. something like that. And, and then just like simple harmonies and whatnot. And um, he said, that sounds good. Like, you know, violin and cello, uh, I might be able to get the London Philharmonic Orchestra <laughs> to play on it. <laughs> Did you thought he was kidding? Well, I think I was lo- a little bit in shock by the comment yeah. and, at first. And then I was like, well, I feel like he's telling the truth. So I just kind of looked at him. and I was like, well, that or that, you know, that could work. That yeah. could work <laughs> too, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I like that idea. I like that, that idea good. better than my one violin right. and one cello idea. So um, we, he, he was going to just call and see if he could work it out and and he called me back and he said look there might be a little window so if you're not crunched for time we might have to wait about a month but if we can wait a month and we can um get them to to play on your on your single and i was like yes i've waited six years i can wait another month yeah. to have the london Philharmonic on it so um he he um they sent it off they the music was orchestrated um, by a guy in Nashville and he did a great job uh, with that. They sent it off and then I got a picture on my cell phone the Saturday morning right after the, the Philharmonic recorded. He said, this happened while you were sleeping. There's <laughs> a picture of the Philharmonic playing on it. It's incredible. Wow. Incredible. That is unreal. Yeah. So you are in route to completing a whole album, correct? Yeah. And what, so I know you, when, when I first met you, I found out that you were big into stuff like King's Kaleidoscope and yeah. Citizens and Saints yeah. and that sort of thing. But you are, so I don't even know how to say this sort of stuff, professionally trained or you have degrees in jazz and yeah. classical. Yeah, so I I grew up doing uh, classical music and then also both my, my mom and my stepfather were both music directors in the gospel scene yeah. in Charleston. And they actually built a lot of like choirs and then also gospel music. And my, my stepdad was really big into jazz as well. We had the first gospel recording music studio in Charleston growing up. So I was nice. always exposed to a lot of that. So those were my roots. It was like classical and gospel, which are very different. Yeah. You know, um, so when I, when I, um, Got a little older, I went to performing arts school, and then I majored in um, classical music performance, and yeah. then I minored in jazz studies, yeah. um, just so that I could kind of be well-rounded, and I felt like it helped me with a lot of other genres. Um, after that, I, I got into contemporary Christian music and rock music, um, so as I started singing that, some of the elements from jazz and gospel kind of bled 
through that, which is nice. part of the reason why I like King's Kaleidoscope so yeah. much is because they're very eclectic in um, the writing style, the instrument choice that they use is very multi-genre. I hear like hip-hop elements, I hear yeah. classical elements just all across the board. And that's kind of my experience too because like, you know, I mean, I'm either, I might be singing in a jazz club yeah. or I might be singing at yeah. church on Sunday and some people have problems with that, but that's like how, that's who I am on yeah. the inside. So my writing kind of reflects that. It reflects like, you know, I think creative creativity comes from the great creator from above. And right. so like, we can't just like limit it to one little style because he's not limited to that. So so my my goal and my vision for the CD is that for it to have some elements of jazz and for it to have some elements of like R&B and funk and stuff like that. But, yeah. you know, um, to sing about some real stuff, yeah. too. Well, I love the song. Thanks for talking. And uh, let's let's go ahead and listen to yeah. it. Yeah. Thanks. And love will follow me 
Surely goodness and love will follow me. Surely goodness and love will follow me.